Welcome to Grace in Action, presented by Word of His Power Faith Christian Center, where lives are changed and people are blessed. Thanks for tuning in. Our pastors, Drs. Jay and Sarah J. Araman, preach a bold, faith-filled, life-altering, miracle-manifesting message. Prepare for a word that you can apply to your daily life, no matter what you're going through. And now it's time for this week's message from Dr. J. Araman. Previously on Grace and Action. When they are in the church, they are little spirit life, but outside they are cornerly minded. Suddenly the devil will come and say, Oh, they did this against you. They misunderstand. The very people who have great regard for you, you misunderstand and say things about them. And those things are the works of the devil, and that will keep you away from coming to God. So you need to understand from God's perspective, you have done nothing wrong. So how do I get that into my heart? You have to confess, I am the redeemed of the Lord. I am the righteousness of God. You say, I, but I sin. Yeah, you keep saying you are the righteousness of God continuously. Then you will know, the Bible says, the believers, the worshipers, who conscience is purged with the blood of Jesus, they don't have any consciousness of sin anymore. See, you are again and again failing because you are conscious of your sins. See, how do I explain that? See, some people, they say, I don't want to be like so-and-so. In families, this happens. Like somebody in the family is not... Uh, good behaving character. So they say, I will not be like them. I don't want to be like them. And so in order to avoid being like them, constantly they think, they are like that, I won't be like that. They are like that. But because they are constantly thinking about them, in the end they become them. It is true. Right? Same way you don't, if cookie eating Helps you put on weight. You don't want to eat cookies. So what must you do? A lot of people, this is what they do. Oh, I want to lose weight. I will not eat cookies. I will avoid cookies. I will not go near the cookies. Because cookies are not good. Because cookies, what they are doing, all the time they are thinking about cookies. And that is what they will do. Are you all understanding this illustration? Same like that with God. If you are constantly thinking about your sin, you will continue sinning. Start saying, I am the redeemed of the Lord. I am the righteousness of God. There is therefore now no condemnation about me. For the law of spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set me free from the law of sin and death. You have got to say while you are still not perfect. Then you will see that your heart is grasping this. Then you will have a better fellowship with God and your prayers will be answered because God said, I blot out your transgression. Blotting means it doesn't exist. And then he said, I will remember their sins no more. That means it is still in present tense. God will not remember. Then why do you want to remember where you failed? See, same case when it comes to forgiving others. When we forgive others, you are supposed to be like God. You should forget what they did to you. Most of us, we believe we forgave them, but we can remember everything what they did. You can feel it. You can even sense the 
entire situation. But if you keep on rehearsing that while you are saying you forgive them, and if that affects you emotionally, you are not forgiven them. So you are supposed to forget. And you are not supposed to rehearse it because if you are conscious of what they did to you, be like God. God said, I don't remember. I will not remember. See, like God, you must say, I will not remember the offense done unto me. In fact, 1 Corinthians 13 says, 13 verse 4 to 8 says, Love does not keep account of the evil done to it. That's the kind of love you and I have. But none of us have reached that perfection, but we are all on the road. We can do it. Otherwise, God will not ask it. So here, for pleading the case, God is telling, see, your sins I will not remember, so you come unto me. Then he says the next verse, put me in remembrance, let us plead together, declare thou that thou may be justified. So God is telling, come on now, in Amplified Version he says, put me in remembrance, remind me of your merits. Let us plead and argue together. Set forth your case that you may be justified, proved right. So God is giving you and me an invitation to come and pray by pleading your case with him. He says, let us plead together. That means not one way talking. When you talk, I'm also going to talk. But you come because you, your sins are all forgiven. It's all blotted out. You come with confidence plead your case, let us plead or argue together your case, so that you tell God why you should be heard and answered. He says, put your merits before him. So now it is your responsibility to find out why should God answer your prayer. Simple. First, God made a covenant with Jesus Christ on the cross for you. That is enough for you. Like I told you, you may not fully comprehend and understand all the legal terms under the covenant, but as long as you know God made a covenant with you through Jesus Christ, that's good enough for you. Then you come to God and plead your case, means put him in remembrance. How do you put him in remembrance? For example, you want healing. You have been believing for healing, and healing has not manifested. How do you plead your case with God? Very easy. You come to God and say, Lord, I am born again. I confess Jesus as my Lord. And Jesus, your word says, Lord, surely he bore my grief, carried my sorrow. He was wounded for my transgression, bruised for our iniquities, chastisement of our peace was upon him. With his stripes I am healed. Lord, your word says I am healed. And this is what you did for me. Even though I was not even present when this happened, even though I have not even seen where is this Jerusalem, where is this place where they crucified this Lord. But Lord, I believe you. And you said, only believe all things are possible. So I believe. Therefore, it should be possible for me to manifest the healing because I believe that with these stripes I'm... Are you listening how you are talking to God? You can talk to God like this. And even though you may not emotionally feel that you are close to God, like some people, you know, if you hear, the, I have heard Oral Roberts and some of the people, the way they talk, they, they look like they, every day they talk and walk with God, but they didn't begin, begin like that. Over the period, they came to experience God like that. But we don't talk like that because we are hesitant, because we are thinking, oh, what will people think? If you say, oh, 
if I am close to God, people... See, that is all because your mind is bringing all kinds of condemnation. The reason being, you are not developed fellowshipping with God through your Bible and prayer. That is why it is so important for Christians. You approach God, for that you need a prayer life. And you see, in most of the church, including our church, you talk about prayer, we say, you know, come on, everybody, we are going to teach you how to pray. Half the church comes. What about the other half? They are too busy. But they don't understand once they learn this, that business, everything can be transformed with this, what you are learning. I'm not complaining. I know everybody will come. But once they see you are able to do it, get your life changed, people will come. And again, the devil will keep people away from learning about prayer and all because the devil will say, okay, you go to church, you read the Bible, hear the message, give the offering. As long as you don't get serious about doing these things, he's happy. But that is not the way God has set it up. So that's all changing. So God is telling, plead your case with me together. Put me in remembrance. So you find out scripture and you go to God Lord, you said it here. Lord, you said if I tithe, you will rebuke the devourer for my sake. And you said you will open the windows of heaven for me. See, it is, this, is, this kind of talk should be developed. It doesn't come automatic. You should take time and boldly talk to God. God will never get upset with you. But he, as long as you keep talking, the word to God. You are pleading your case. You are putting in remembrance of what he said to you. Same way you want financial help. What do you do? Find scriptures which covers all your case. I'll give you one example, which I have done many, many times. When I was a student, you know, we, we didn't have any job. We don't have any income. All our money is all right up. I have to pay rent. You know, one of the important thing in life, everybody has to pay rent or mortgage. And what is the scripture I'm going to use? You cannot go to the Bible and find anywhere God promising you to pay your rent. Intellectually, you cannot find one scripture where God says, I'll pay your rent. But spiritually, you can find out and God, Holy Spirit revealed to me how to approach God for my rent money. In John 14, Jesus said, Whoever loves me will keep my commandment. And whoever keeps my commandment, my father and myself will manifest ourselves to him. Then the 23rd verse, John 14, 23, Jesus said again, Whoever loves me will keep my word. And whoever keeps my word to him, my father and my, myself will come and make our abode with him. When I read the scripture, Holy Spirit said, so if you keep his word, none of us are perfect. You are going to purpose, yeah, I'm going to keep the word in my life. I made a decision. And I said, Lord, according to this word, I believe I'm keeping your word. One of the main important commandments is loving one another. I'm, in fact, there are a lot of people I have advanced forgiven them. So when they commit offense against me, it's already forgiven. 
So my life is free. So I said, Lord, you said here, you and your father, you have come to make your abode with me. If God and his son lives with me, who pays the rent? You get it? Yeah. I'm not God. He said he's going to come and live with me. My job is to keep his word. If I keep his word, the Lord said, I and my father will make our abode with you. So I said, Lord, welcome. You are living with me. In fact, I am living with you. So because you are living with me, I can trust you and remind you when exactly the rent is due. So please see to it that you pay. You say, did he do it? Yes. He not only did for the rent, when I came back here, same scripture. I got a revelation by reading and fellowshipping. Same way when you read the Bible, God will give you revelation. How did Copeland get his plane? There is nowhere in the Bible it is written, God will give you a plane. But when he was reading the book of Isaiah, it says, you will fly up in the air like the eagle. And Copeland said, this is for my plane. And he got his plane. You cannot just take the same scripture what God gave to Copeland and say, oh, I'm also going to fly up in the sky like an eagle. And keep doing that. That's all will happen. Because that is not a word given to you. That's the word given to him. So like that, when you read the Bible, find the scripture which gives you. I got a revelation of it. Oh my God, after that, never. There are last minute, you know, um, my uh, building superintendent, he was my neighbor, Mr. Frank. Exactly from first of the month up to fifth, I had time to pay. From first, he will come and remind me. Hello, Brother Jay, you know why I'm here. Ah, I know, Frank, thank you. It will be paid in time. On the fifth afternoon, he has come. Brother Jay, you know today what it is? Yeah, I know, but fifth ends on 12 o'clock, Frank. I will come and see you in the evening. I have no money. What do I do? Same, plead your case. I go to God and say, Lord, you are living here. If the rent is not paid, they may not be able to throw you out, but they will me. And that's not good for you. See, if we talk like that, people think, oh, who does he think he is? That's your problem. You must think same like I am thinking. You, this is how you approach God. That's what the Bible said. Right? He said, come to me and do what? Put me in remembrance. So I'm reminding, Lord, if you are living with me, they may not throw you out, but they will me. That's not good for you. How many times, last minute, God has never, ever let me down. Not once. So that will happen to you also, but what, how did that happen? I learned what I am teaching you. So you must take time. See, a lot of people are busy nowadays and to some, what do you call, is a disadvantage so in ministries, you know, they send you a letter or in the television they say, send your prayer request. Like even today, one fellow sent me texting. Send your prayer request. And I laughed. Why would I send my prayer request to you when I can myself go to God and get it? Is that not correct? See, because people are told to send the prayer request, they send it, they are not, see, Bible says pray with strong purpose. They are not, they are thinking, okay, they will pray. 
And have you noticed when these ministries take your prayer request, how they pray? They put it all into a heap and then you will lie down. That is not the way God answers prayer. You put your prayer request and lie down. Why don't you write your prayer request and lie down over it? Still God won't answer unless you talk to God like he told you to talk. You come and argue with him. You tell him, Lord, this is what you said. Amen. See, this requires a level of faith which you already have. And you have to come in terms with God. Why we are asking God? Because he told us. Not only for money, I will give you other examples. But here, go with me to Isaiah 45, two chapters later. See, what God is telling us, if it is, people think, oh, this is all a prophecy. No, this is prophetically God is telling all the New Testament people. Isaiah 45. Verse 11, thus said the Lord, that means God is telling, what is he telling? The Holy One of Israel and his maker, ask me of things to come concerning my sons and concerning the work of my hands, command ye me. The Amplified Version says, thus says the Lord, the Holy One of Israel and its maker, would you question me about things to come concerning my children and concerning the work of my hands, would you command me? So God is telling, this is similar to what Jesus said. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, ask what you will, it shall be done unto you. So God is telling, come to me and command me. See, this command is not arrogantly commanding God. If you are friend, if you are two partners, how do they talk? Two, you know, between husband and wife, they are partners, you know. Um, we don't all the time, you know, every time we have to use the preamble word, oh, you know, in fact, I'm very careful in this area because I, I have seen our words are very powerful. Like I know a, a couple, my friends, he always calls his wife pumpkin and she calls him sugar bag. Over the years they have been calling and the woman looks like a pumpkin and the man looks like a sugar bag. So I don't call my wife pumpkin. So you don't, I don't, see I am from the east, we don't even use all this, oh darling and all those things. Sometimes the way I call my wife has trained me over the period, but in the beginning when I want to call her, I don't say hello sweetie, darling, where are you? No, Sarah! You say, why do you call me, like, call me like that? I said, that's your name, isn't it? <laughs> I gave you that example. God expects us to address him like that. Father! Why? Because you, that is a, see, when I call Sarah, that's not out of arrogance or treating her bad. Because I just address her to call, and that too, if I call from another room, off late we have even taken a policy decision. We will not talk to each other unless we meet each other in the same room. No talking from room to room. <laughs> this happens to a lot of family. And then I found out, you know, my daughter and wife, they will be in another room, they'll say, ah, across the room, and you are doing something else, or reading, or praying, or whatever, watching a movie, and, uh, ah, 
What? Ah, okay. I trapped myself because I don't know what I said for okay. Then after 10 days, when something they do, I say, why did you do this? You said okay. Then I said, no, you come. We, two things we don't do in our house. We don't address any, we don't, if I, if she's walking, if I call her from behind, she will not answer. That is not correct. When somebody calls you from behind, you don't turn around, sir. you wait for them to come and in the front. This I learned from the Bible. Same way, you cannot address God from behind. You have to go in front of him. He said, come unto me. What is the meaning of that? I didn't write the Bible. He did, but I practice it works. So you have to come and plead your cause. Means you don't have to talk all flowery language. You put him in remembrance. Say, God, you said this. I believe you said this. See, that takes practice. That takes only people who are close to each other can talk to each other like that. God wants you to come and talk to him. So he says, commend me. That is not ordering God, but commanding in love, like how we husband and wife address each other. So you command me. He says, concerning your sons. That means your future, your children, about others. See, that is the verse for interceding for anybody. So he says, command me. That means you come to God and say, God, you said this. If God said it, then you put him in remembrance. I'll give you the next testimony. How I am still alive. 2009. I was certified on 25th February. On 26th February, they said, you will not make it. Goodbye. Everybody wrote me off. Three teams of five doctors each, 15 doctors. Each one is a specialist, neuro, neurology specialist, audiology specialist, heart specialist, wall specialist, all kinds of specialists. They certified. I am from Asia. You have been eating too much curry food. Goodbye. And they even brought my heart on the screen and said, look at your heart. It was all like withered, like crumpled, eggplant, it looked purple color when they showed me. So now I'm not going to accept what they said. They didn't create me. Who are they to decide? They may not know how to fix this problem. That doesn't give them a right to tell me goodbye. Right? You must know all these things. See. In Canada, you know, health thing is free. Free to kill you. If you don't know the word, they will just take you in. Have you noticed every hospital? You, let me take an experiment and look at it. Every hospital has got only inboard. There is no outboard. Have you seen that? All other buildings have in and out. Why? If you don't know the word, you will never come out. So they certified. They said you are going to... My wife said, Jay, whole day... Imagine, I'm lying in the bed, all these people, one hour after other, they come and tell me, it's over. And I, they saturated me with fear. You say, are you, were you afraid? Yeah, I was. I didn't know what to do. I didn't even know how to pray. But the Holy Ghost said, now you, plead your, you can plead your case with the Lord. How do I know? Go with me to Philippians, the second, second chapter, I mean first chapter. Philippians, verse 
See what it says in the first chapter. 21st verse. Let us read from 20th verse. According to my earnest expectation and my hope that in nothing I shall be ashamed, but that with all boldness, as always, so now also Christ shall be magnified in my body, whether it be by life or by death. For to me to live is Christ and to die is gain. But if I live in the flesh, this is the fruit of my labor. Yet what I shall choose, I wot not. For I am in a strait between two, having a desire to depart and to be with Christ, which is far better. Nevertheless, to abide in the flesh is more needful for you. And having this confidence, I know that I shall abide and continue with you all for your furtherance and joy of faith that your rejoicing may be more abundant in Jesus Christ for me by coming to you again. So here, this passage is what I used to plead my case. Because my wife told me, she quoted this scripture. She said, Jay, in your hand. See, Paul said, to, to live is, what he said, to die is gain. And to live is needful. And then he said, for me to depart, he didn't say for me to die. You and I don't die. You and I depart. When we finish this life in this body, we depart. We don't die. We are still alive. So Paul said, for me to depart is far better. He didn't say for me to die is better. He said for me to depart. That means for me to go is better. However, it is better if I live in this body... Better for you. So this scripture I took, and lying down, when the doctors, everybody has written off, I told the Lord, Lord, you told me to plead my case with you. I put you in remembrance. You said, I can decide whether I'm going to live or depart. Paul decided. So as Lord, I choose to stay. How do you plead your case? I said, Lord Jesus, first and foremost, if I now live and come home, I know it is better in heaven. First and foremost, during the period, my daughter was going through some major problem. So I said, if something happened to me, she may not, her faith will be affected. So I should be here to encourage her faith. Then I said, you made me leave everything, my religious background, and you gave me this woman. And she and I operate together. If I leave, she cannot operate. So it is important that for her sake, I must leave. Thirdly, I was minding my own business. You told me to become a pastor. And I agreed. And what you have given me, I have just began. There is so much to teach the people. And I want to see my people all prosper, be in health, and everybody doing very well. And I have not seen it fully. Therefore, the church needs me. And because the church needs me, if I am not there, there won't be a good pastor like me. So God, you need me. Because you need me, you need me not in heaven, you need me here. So I want you to tell you, Jesus, I'm not coming. You say you spoke like that? Yeah, I did. You see... 
What am I doing? Is it not in, did he not say that you come and put me in remembrance and plead your case? Come and argue with me. Let us argue together. While I'm talking, Jesus himself appeared there and he has healed me. And today I have been telling this story around the world. And until I finish my race, maybe 95 or 100 even. In fact, with this kind of health care and everything available, even though it is free, with the knowledge of the word of God, I am planning to live 120 years. You're all not... Say amen. I want you also in the church. None of us will be wobbling and shaking. You won't see me at the age of 90 coming to you. Today, open your Bible to... No. How do you know? There is one brother in the church, Mr. Dan Thoman. He is 92. We have to choose. I'm going to live. So I want you also to live. Thank you for tuning in to Grace and Action, brought to you by Word of His Power Faith Christian Center. We hope you got something from this week's word that you can apply to your daily life. You can look us up on Facebook or find us online at wohp.org. But we'd love to meet you in person. Come see Grace in Action for yourself at 112-4053 Meadowbrook Drive in London, Ontario. We're worth the drive. Word of His Power Faith Christian Center, where lives are changed and people are blessed.